Knock, knock, motherfucker. What a twist. Who wants to get funky tonight? Is this a bunch of crap? I have this one big pile of shit. Those stories are all lies. Ask me if I give a shit. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome. It's uh, another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name is Will. Yeah, I'm Stephen. And uh, we got Tom here. With a yes, my cat Thomas is uh, is here. Tommy, as we like to call him. He's uh, got his own chair now. He has his own chair. It's for <laughs> a limited time, though. <laughs> The chair that I usually my 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 regular companion, <laughs> the squeaky chair that's not so squeaky anymore. Uh, the, one of the wheels broke off, so uh, it's sitting in the corner, and Tomas is hanging out. So I would like to say that if this is a bad podcast performance for me, I mean they're all bad, but. <laughs> You know, at least we'll this blame one. the chair. Yeah, this one I have a reason. <laughs> <laughs> this time I have a. Reason. This time I have a reason. The other times I don't know, but. So what are we doing? We're we're talking about a 2001 anime film. It is not a space odyssey. It is. Metropolis. Metropolis, uh, directed by Rintaro. Yeah. Based uh, in part on the Tezuka manga. Yep. And uh, a little bit of Fritz Lang Metropolis sprinkled in on top. Yeah, it definitely has some parallels there. <laughs> yeah. Some really weird parallels there. <laughs> yeah. I w- did you read about uh, the manga at all, or have you read the manga? Um, I have not read the manga. I think when I first watched this movie, back when it came out, I looked into the special features and stuff, and it kind of explained things. So yeah, I have like this fifteen-plus year foggy memory oh, of. Good lord! <laughs> well, I just looked at the Wikipedia, and so <laughs> that probably means you've got more accurate info at this per- point. Perhaps I don't know, but uh, according to Tezuka, he said that um, yeah. when he created the manga, he had seen. A still image of the Maria robot, like before it was Maria when it had the mm. man machine sort of thing, and uh, he saw a still image of that, and he knew that the na- movie was called Metropolis, but he had never seen it, didn't know anything about it, and it just kind of spurred his imagination mm. to write uh, a manga, and it came out in 1949. Mm. Yeah, so I know it's, it's, it's an old one. I know it's one of his first. I don't know that it was the first. It no, it's been the first published or the first long one published or something. Definitely not the first. There was on the on the Wikipedia there was stuff like in the earlier forties, mm-hmm. um, and it did make a mention of uh, the whatever the one animal treasure island or something. Mm, yeah, uh, that was like his first big hit, and that was a couple years okay. before Metropolis. Mm. Yeah, I just I knew it was one of his earlier ones, and it was never animated in his lifetime because he hated it. 
he thought it was crap later oh, okay. on in life. He just it was he, it's like well sometimes artists will like look back on their earlier work and not like it and yeah, they, that makes they've sense. moved on and they whatever they were doing at the time they think isn't working. Um, so that was something. So he just never allowed it to be animated. Oh, okay. So that's why this movie came out in 2001 after he was dead. And that's kind of fucked, though. If he's like, like nobody can ever make it, and then he dies, and they're like, all right, boys, let's fire up the fucking I think they pencils. waited like 10 years or something to do it, though. But Still, though, like I feel like... Yeah, God, it's, it's a of... weird one, but he, <laughs> he did not like it, and as you kind of alluded to with uh, its partially based on uh, metropolis there's a i think it was changed a lot yeah from I, what i read it was i know well, the only thing i really know for sure is that rock the detective guy the not the, the kid with the sunglasses with the gun yeah he wasn't even in the original manga he's from a different manga entirely oh okay and he's like one of the most important characters in the movie so yeah that gives a little bit of a hint of just how much it's uh been altered for the film yeah he's kind of like in the role of the the thin man in the in the metropolis the fritz lang metropolis where that guy that's like yeah, the yeah. assassin kind of guy that's going yeah, around and, but just kind of far more important too kind of a bigger role to play though even yeah it's, it's, like he's it's, there. it's more elaborate or whatever yeah i mean I almost kind of think uh, of Skunk, the military guy, in more of that thin man role. But Skunk, the military man, I don't remember the, anybody. The named guy Skunk. with the he was like the military leader. He had that big crooked smile. Like, <laughs> and he, he later in the film he like uh, takes out the president or the mayor. Or yeah, okay. Well, he's not in it that much though. No, but he kind of I don't know. He was kind of the. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're kind of both. I mean, yeah, similar. It's, nobody is exactly. Yeah, it's like, like it's one to one. Like or anything. it parallels, but it's not like super paralleled. Like everything is. It's yeah. like specific elements are like, oh wow, that's exactly like Metropolis until they do something. You go, oh, that's not the way it happened in right. Metropolis. It's <laughs> in just the Fritz Lang one. It's like weird elements. Yeah. That are not like it's not really the same story, but then there's elements of it that are pr- basically kind of very much the same right right but like you could uh, take all the robots and just have them be the workers from the fritz lane yeah line. kind of but then there's like all that stuff about where they're fucking doing the radiation and they just kill all these robots well that kind of like i kind of thought of that because in, in even in the fritz lang one they were just like ah fuck it whatever destroy the let people run riot and destroy the yeah that's yeah so it's kind of like that but at the same time not and then <laughs> then you get the rev- the revolution which is kind of like what was going on in it's kind of like Lang, that but not but like and yeah uh, yeah it's, i don't know it's definitely not tackling the same uh themes no of uh communication and understanding each right, other it's definitely right. not going in that direction yeah the no, there's Fritz a whole other thing and yet at the same time it's using a lot of the same uh kind of imagery i guess or symbolism with the, the tower of babel and yeah is, de- is still a huge part of this where it's uh the big uh main villain i guess uh duke red the, yeah the big nose dude yeah who would be the father in a uh, fritz lang equivalent sort of right and then Rock is his son, so that's kind of like the main character. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah, so that's, like, yeah. Or his adopted that's tr- son, anyway. But, that's true. So, it, And then you've got 
Yeah, and then there's freaking Tima, who's like the recreated to be like the lost daughter or something. And, yes. And the mad scientist guy all wants it for himself, and then there's a struggle with them. It's like it's all just weird elements that yeah feel so much like Fritz Lang, and then they're just used for a completely different. Well, because that's the thing where like like the main that Duke Red guy had the mad scientist create the the Tima in the image of his daughter in the same thing he had right and the dad had the the scientist create robot like and it was something about the image of his wife i mean obviously it looks like a fucking <laughs> machine man but right there was, was something uh, about that where they were doing something with his wife yeah it was like it seemed like the goal was to recreate yeah her, or it, there it, you go it sounded as if like her soul had been put in that man machine man. Thing oh, okay. Or something. I didn't. I don't it, like it was that, a but... really weird. The way they phrased it was really weird. And how uh-huh. much of that is just tra- down to translation from German and yeah, yeah. Weird stuff. But how much of it is just maybe weird snippets that just were lost or altered in yeah. editing or something? I don't know. Who knows? But the one but, thing when I was reading the the description of the manga, I, I didn't read the whole plot start to finish but like for somebody who didn't see metropolis he really did kind of recreate a lot of elements of it because the the mad scientist guy creating the robot is a thing Hmm. and maybe the still image had that guy at the controls of the fucking electric thing or something but but like there's a a robot created by a, a mad scientist and the whole, the whole like struggle is different though because Tima has a different name in the manga, and mm. that robot creation in the manga is genderless and can like switch oh. <laughs> between male and female, and it can fly, <laughs> and it has like these superpowers, and and uh, the Duke Red kind of character. Um, I don't remember if it's him in the manga or or if it was somebody else, but somebody basically tasked this guy with creating this creature fucking robot thing that could do all this stuff with the superpowers. And then the the creator was just like, "Well, I'm not gonna give him to you. <laughs> like, I I'm I'm gonna squirrel him away." So he burns down his own lab takes the Hmm. fucking robot out and then parents it and then eventually the detective guy and his what it's like his nephew fucking kenichi yeah they're not detective yeah so i don't know if they're related in the manga and it's he's not i don't think he's a detective i think he's like a cop or something Mm -hmm. but anyway then they eventually find him and then they kind of have a, a not a similar journey but a some sort of thing where Kenichi and the the robot are having adventures or whatever around right. metropolis and so there's there's the movie is kind of like that yeah but not well, really yeah yeah it's like <laughs> cuz they it's... they definitely like overlaid Fritz Lang metropolis over that and sort of used that to kind of structure yeah. it a bit at least at a broad level and then it kind of goes off the rails like, <laughs> from there i mean it doesn't right it doesn't really feel like metropolis 
Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely doing its own thing. Of, yeah, and some and some of that does feel very much like a Tezuka kind of thing, like the robot rights thing, and that's kind yeah. of the whole. That that's it's practically Astro Boy in. Okay. In that uh, Astro Boy is in this very similar uh, kind of thing where robots are taking over these jobs that humans would normally do, and there's this conflict between humans and robots in okay. terms of, in a, in a similar fashion to what is in this movie, where they're, the humans are kind of like, well, what are we, what are we gonna do? We're out of jobs, We're, and the robots are like, well, we shouldn't be abused. I, you know, the robots are kind of sentient people themselves, and. And then there's Astro Boy. And like Astro Boy is kind of like, if anything, Astro Boy is more like the Fritz Lang Metropolis, where he is kind of trying to be this bridge between oh, okay. them and and kind of uh, unite people. And huh. so it's kind of a, if yeah, it's kind of weird. It's a, and Astro Boy is way more complicated since that's like a decade spanning. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big deal. I mean, yeah, he, uh, and he. I don't think he ever really stopped making those much because that was his uh, meal ticket, basically. That was his biggest selling thing, and everybody was always demanding more Astro Boy, and oh, so he, 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 uh, he kept having to go back to it. <laughs> well, maybe maybe uh, he did Metropolis, and then he's like, I, I don't really like it, but I can do better. Here's right, Astro right. Boy this a few years later. Describing the, the manga of Metropolis, and it sounded in some ways like a kind of a a precursor to Astro Boy. Okay. And there you go. Like a, it's uh, it had a U.S. release, the manga. So, hmm. yeah, I have to track that down somewhere. Yeah. So I, I am always curious about Tezuka stuff. So, but he's such a varied artist. There's, yeah, and like he does a lot of stuff. You're mentioning in the manga the robot changing gender and stuff. Right, and right. That kind of uh, it makes me think of. Uh, was it called Ribbon Knight? I think. Ribbon Knight. Yeah, there. Is that a Tezuka thing? It is a Tezuka thing, that was uh, about some princess who had like the soul of a boy, and she dresses up like a boy and runs off because her dad wants her to marry a boy, and she doesn't want to, so she just she wants to be a knight, so she dresses <laughs> up as a knight and runs off and has adventures, and so he he's dabbled in weird like gender crossing things before, so it's just kind of like. There you it's, go. it's like oh yeah that, that fits in with uh, other things I know he's done so but they don't do that in in this there's no, no gender no. swapping she is the robot is a girl right and uh, she stays a girl yeah it's uh it's definitely a weird movie of its own yeah I don't know like I like it but I don't know if I like it. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I like about it. Right. But, and especially after just seeing Metropolis, I have this thing where if I see a movie that is like, I fucking love this movie and it's amazing to me, where like everything I watch after it is just it's like. just a little lackluster. Fuck, man. It's like, why can't it be that? What about fucking Metropolis? <laughs> and so when I was watching this. That comparison is just so direct. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's like. There's like the comparison stuff, but there's also just I really like the simplicity of storytelling in Metropolis, Fritz Lang Metropolis, where I know it's silent, but like mm -hmm. it's I don't know the way it's a very simple, very direct story, and and 
it's easy for me to sort of wrap my brain around, <laughs> even in my my strange fucking overactive brain. And so when I'm watching this, it's just like there's a lot more things going on. Yeah, there, there's a lot of different subplots going on. And, and so it was, it, I was not that I was confused, but it was just like. I was longing for that simplicity of storytelling. <laughs> I was just like, oh, fuck. Uh, like, I don't know if this is good or bad. I I don't know. But it just yeah. wasn't... I yeah. was having a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... You know, that might come down to... Because it's directed by Rintaro. But it doesn't feel much like a Rintaro film, honestly. Yeah. It feels a lot more like... Uh, Akira. It does. It does share a like, lot a of times where of it was that. just reminding me of Akira, especially with like uh, the street shots, just the yeah the broad shots of the the townscapes and stuff, and people just walking up and down the streets. And, yeah, and all the fucking explosion shit at the yeah, end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like even the lab that team has made in looks like the kind of the Akira dome with all that's, the yeah, that's true, coming that's off true. of it. And yeah, it does have a a, a fairly strong Akira. Yeah, and that throne room at the end just kind of kept reminding me of Tetsuo on the throne in the Olympic that's Stadium. That's true. That's and true. It's like with especially when all the tubes come down and start plugging yes. into her. And, yes. And well, he wrote it. Yeah, exactly. He so, was the writer, and it it feels almost like he was the director more than the writer. But it, yeah, I mean, I don't. They might have uh, worked together. Yeah. I mean, he could have. Maybe he wrote it and storyboarded it or something. Yeah, because there's it's definitely visually it looks very much like more of a Katsuhiro Otomo uh, kind of thing than a Rentaro thing. Yeah, and there's there's a few little. I was trying to think like what what is the like where's the Rentaro weirdness? The like where is like because uh, you've seen Dagger of Kamui, right? That was I saw that. I saw Galaxy Express. Yeah. Galaxy Express ones, like, Rintaro's still kind of, like, formulating his, yeah. his style of odd visuals. And, I don't know if I saw anything else. Yeah, like, if you remember that weird ninja fight in Dagger of Kamui, where there, yeah. there's, it's, like, gets all trippy and confusing and bizarre, and, like, that's that's kind of what I think of when I think of Rintaro, is just these weird, almost psychedelic kind of uh, scenes. Yeah. And there's not a lot of that in here. Not a lot. There's that one part, and I don't remember what the fuck happened. Which is bad because I just watched this movie, but there was something where it was all this, uh, this kind of psychedelic imagery. It, it was I know what it was. It was when uh, the detective guy and he's with Tima and he's just like, oh, we got to find Kenichi mm, through, like the the, through the fucking phone lines thing. And, yeah, and Tima hits the, yeah, that yeah. one. That was kind of like okay, there, there's a little bit of Rintaro. There's a hint of Rintaro in there. Yeah, um, I think also. Um, Back to the guy I mentioned before, Skunk, the military guy. Like when he just has daydreams of war. There's like <laughs> uh, and all true. the like yeah, the yeah. armies are all flying around his own. Like, oh, maybe that a little bit. Yeah, and that was wasn't that kind of uh fairly colorful, like multiple images at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was like thing. kind of this yeah. kaleidoscope of yeah, there you go. Uh, different uh soldier stuff just spinning around and skunk just sitting there laughing like yeah i'm gonna start a war this is gonna be awesome i'm like oh damn this guy's crazy (laughs) yeah but Um, yeah other than that there's not a lot of yeah i'm thinking maybe more in like wild stuff the color scheme sometimes kind of feel like because he's 
like in that throne room as much as that reminds me of Akira there's also it's just like this red wash going over it when it yes. turns on and stuff and that that's kind of that strikes me as more of a Rintaro touch but of just to just suddenly wash everything red and <laughs> yeah cuz he tends to be colorful with his uh this is a colorful movie yeah so i think it it's like and honestly not that Akira wasn't colorful but it was very uh kind of down to earth in its colors almost and very yeah uh, i would say that that is a colorful movie but i would i would it, it, I don't it know. uses it's color in a very different way and yeah it's different where, this is more there's more like neons and like the 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 psychedelic stuff was reminding me a lot of 2001 and there's mm. there's a shot in this that's a direct like take from 2001 there's a part where when they go to the top of i don't know if it's the fucking ziggurats skyscraper or if it's a different one but they go to the top of a thing and like the top of the skyscraper opens up in this dome dome, and they show a shot and it's just dark and you see like the star like the dome is opening and you see like Mm. these shafts of light as the pieces like go away and that's like an exact shot from 2001 Hmm. And the psychedelic, when she has the visions, kind of reminds me of this one part in 2001. Hmm. And there's, uh, it's like that, and and a lot of Blade Runner, I was feeling that as well, like with the city and stuff, Mm. the neon, the colors and stuff. So I don't know, uh, I feel like... It's maybe more of a combination than all sorts of weird things, it seems like. Yeah, and like, I don't know, a lot of... I don't know a whole lot about Tezuka, but the the character designs are all his style. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely using his character designs and like I mean that was a common thing in Tezuka stuff that he would have character designs that would repeat through a bunch of his manga. Yeah, I feel like um, I've seen that Duke Red guy before. Yeah, he's definitely in other Tezuka stuff. Ban Shinsuku, the main detective guy, fucking, he is yeah. he is in a bunch of different things of Tezuka's. I fucking love that guy. Um, it's just he just has a look that yeah. makes me want to. I just love him. <laughs> and when he got shot, I was I thought he'd fucking. I've seen this before. Like whenever, right? Fifteen years ago, or twenty years ago, whenever the fuck it was pretty close to when it first came out. So I don't remember shit and. But right. when he got shot, I thought they killed him, and I was like, "No, you, you fucking kidding me? You're gonna kill that guy? Not that fucking guy. I want to like hang out with him." Yeah, he's a fun guy. He's, yeah, I like uh, him. That mustache. Yeah, fucking. Oh, it's just he has such a a warm look about him. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of a good description of Tezuka's character designs in general, really. But yeah. Like yeah, just, I mean, I don't, you know, he the, makes everybody very kind of identifiable and and just kind of. Yeah, they are identifiable, like the fucking Duke Red with that nose, like right. right. He has a, a very kind of evil. Yeah, he's he's the villainous. Look at that fucking guy. Like same with Skunk, who I think is probably in some other stuff too. Yeah. Um, also, the the president's other assistant, because he has another like more minor assistant that's uh-huh. like lighting his cigars or something or hanging out with it. Like, okay. he, I know I've seen him in other Tezuka stuff, too. I don't remember his actual name. but Did you catch the uh, the Blackjack cameo? 
Oh, I didn't. Oh, is he in there somewhere? I missed that. I don't know if his actual, like, if he was animated or something, but there's a part when when the private eye guy beats up Rock mm. and takes Tima back, and, like, there's a shot of him like, right after that fight, and they show the, the detective, and he's, like, putting his jacket back on or doing something, and there's a door behind him, and there's, like, a poster of fucking blackjack oh. <laughs> like that iconic sort of like mm, i missed that he does. dang and i, was I like, meant oh, to keep shit, an eye out for for other cameos in this movie and then i just kind of got distracted by the movie and <laughs> so maybe he's in it like another yeah. place but the, i definitely yeah, saw him there because I, uh, I, I meant to do that watching because the last time i watched this was like when it came out on dvd here yeah and so it's like I at the time I was not at all familiar with much of anything oh, okay. Tezuka had done, so I didn't realize just how like because cameos like that are just a constant thing in Tezuka. And yeah, I meant to uh, rewatch this and, and look for little cameos like that. <laughs> oh, and I just completely well, uh, you gotta watch yeah. it again. Yeah, I'll have to look into that a bit more because yeah, this wondering. is also not done by Tezuka. Right after, so how much were they trying to incorporate of his previous style? I feel like if they were. If they they're doing a Tezuka thing, and if they are fans of his, I feel like that's such a a, a thing that he does that right. you would have to at least at some level, right? Bring and I mean, those I knew back. like uh, I knew Ban Shunsuku was in there. Was like, yeah, I remembered him as one of the main characters, and so I'm like, okay, so I know there's at least <laughs> that much, but I'm like, how far did they go with it? <laughs> right. Some of Tezuka's stuff just has like freaking mountains of characters <laughs> from other <laughs> fucking cavalcade of yeah. stars uh i wouldn't be surprised if atlas was from something else as well yeah but yeah and then going to uh more weird mythic references atlas being the uh the titan who rebelled against uh the original gods in greek mythology and yes there you go and then got taken out by Zeus and the younger gods. <laughs> so it's kind of this whole, like, revolution, but also of, like, failure and kind of wrapped up in that name. Yeah. So was, there's other things like uh, the Maldukes. The yeah, that seemed real familiar. And I, I... It's um, <clears throat> clearly uh, kind of the Japanese confusion of R&L of Marduk. Yeah which is an ancient Babylonian god. He's the god of Babylon. There you go. Which, of course, is the Tower of Babel, which is what the ziggurat is yeah, <laughs> named yeah, for, yeah. and they even they reference that. So it's, it has this whole weird uh, layer of symbolism and stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, they took that the Tower of Babel stuff. Is, uh, I, don't, I don't think I saw that as being... From the manga, I think that's a yeah. That might have been a metropolis. Yeah, how much of that thing. was uh, from the movie? And I mean, that if he put that in the manga too, that's like <laughs> holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, like what the this hell? This dude's that? psychic. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see the movie, and he just spun all this shit out of nowhere. Yeah, although there is, I and mean, <laughs> sometimes you just get weird like coincidences like that where yeah, because there there was. Uh, some little anecdote from um, Shoji Kawamori, the guy who made es Escaflone. Okay. And he had... Uh, uh, he didn't direct it, but he wrote it and did a bunch of the character designs and stuff. It was kind of his baby, I guess. But All right. 
but he had apparently like plotted out a TV series and he was like he got storyboards or basic designs out for this like the whole plot of the whole thing oh, wow. and he was like about to go pitch it to these to the producers like hey I got this new idea like I, I see it and and then like it had like one of the big plot features was this kid on a flying bicycle and he's about to pitch it to the producers and then he sees a commercial for ET which has the kid flying the bicycle yeah. across the, and he's just like god damn it and so he just doesn't even pitch it he just tosses oh, the sucks. idea because he was like no they've already done it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's i mean that i'm sure it's different than whatever et was right that flying bicycle part is only at the end for a little bit but right it was just the yeah the, but the idea that you just suddenly have an idea and Right away, there's somebody yeah. else who has no, I, something uh, I so reminiscent I, of it, like that does occasionally happen, and we're just uh, yeah. Like, I mean, hell? fuck, we're all humans, and we all are working from the same set of <laughs> real world things and right, lives right. and stuff. So yeah, it does happen. I know, in uh, I like stand up comedy a lot, and and their comics will often talk about like fucking jokes like especially you know jokes about life and shit it's just like mm -hmm. well like if i do a joke about fucking going to the store like yeah probably somebody else has that but it, you know they have to like personalize it so it's like no right. this is uniquely me at the store or whatever so that then if somebody else does a thing that's similar it's it's never gonna be what the you know the same thing because right it's personalized yeah so so i wonder what the uh the flying bicycle thing was yeah yeah i, I kind of wish it that had uh been made and gone through and yeah that's a shame been, well maybe oh well. he maybe he spun some of those ideas into something else yeah and maybe then, uh, you know it changed the course of his his creative life or whatever yeah because et that's 82 so yeah that must have been when he was uh putting that out yeah so which would have been right around the time of uh doing the macross stuff well there there you go maybe he never makes macross if he doesn't uh yeah. get shot down with the et bike yeah who knows who knows that's the fucking world man it just yeah the, just uh, weird, dominoes weird things, are yeah. going and who knows you know what would happen add up enough weird ideas and you you get metropolis <laughs> yeah is yeah so the, isn't there there's some fucking saying about monkeys typing oh yeah shakespeare yeah, yeah. if you get enough fucking yeah, monkeys you typing. get enough monkeys for a long enough time and you'll, you'll eventually get shakespeare yeah man just monkeys they know their shit <laughs> <laughs> that's what i take from that i take from that that monkeys are dope <laughs> and they're good writers <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be right yeah yeah, yeah. hey it <laughs> happened in uh one of the hitchhikers books that actually happens where they uh a monkey writes Shakespeare? yeah they've where the, he actually references that where there's a bunch of monkeys and they've got a, they've got a shakespeare play and they're like oh my god <laughs> like hey dude there's a bunch of monkeys they've got this romeo and juliet or whatever the hell play oh, it was <laughs> it's like this is really weird man <laughs> Uh, I love monkeys. Yeah. Well, Metropolis. Um, it's a. Uh, 
Oh, that's how else it reminds me of uh, Akira, and this is much more in the writing. Is just all the political like backstabbing and yeah, like that. That very much feels like Akira, and it's uh, just how everyone's kind of got their own plan and tripping right. over each other and yeah it does it does feel like akira i don't the thing about when i that's another thing when i was watching this is because it feels kind of like akira it kind of there's elements of metropolis and so both of those movies i've seen them and they blow me away. You know, I fucking love them. And so right. I'm watching this. I'm thinking about Metropolis. I'm thinking, oh, God, I wish that, you know, like, I wish it could be a little different, this this version or whatever. And then the uh, I'm thinking about Akira. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking Akira is, like, dope. Like, why isn't this <laughs> as dope as Akira? Like, it feels kind of like it. And there's there's a... Yeah, it's kind of... It's weird. I don't know. And... and what it came down to was like, I don't like for a good portion of this movie, I don't feel like there's any drive to like the story. Right, like things yeah, are happening and and things are moving along, but there's often like not a purpose <laughs> to like what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you know there's because right at the start you've got the main characters, the detectives coming in. Yeah, and they're, they're searching for the 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 mad scientist guy, right? And and that's kind of your drive of the story. But then he's dead like right away, and so what are they doing there still? Yeah, and so there is. Well, and they get wrapped up with the the Tima robot, right? And like that's interesting in that okay, now Kenichi and her are kind of bonding over uh language and learning how to talk and stuff and mm -hmm. you know that that's interesting and i enjoy it as a scene or whatever right but then it just like it just seems like they're wandering around together for a, a while <laughs> and like not much is happening i don't know yeah it just and then i don't i, I don't know the complexities of like all that political stuff didn't really like they sort of alienated me instead of bringing me into this world and so i don't right. i don't know yeah maybe if i watched it without thinking about i don't know how i would do that but <laughs> yeah it's kind of you kind of do need to think about it to even figure the film out but yeah i know when i saw this the first time i liked it i thought it was really cool but i hadn't like I didn't have the same relationship with both Metropolis or Akira at that time. Right. And so I feel like maybe it's diminished because of that. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I've kind of, I don't know, I kind of had the opposite thing where, like, when I saw it, like, 15-plus years ago, I was kind of like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then watching it this time, I'm like, oh, this is a lot better than I remember it being. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's It's good and, like, Fuck, from an animation standpoint. Yeah, the animation I mean, is... That shit looks dope. <laughs> yeah, actually, just the animation itself is very reminiscent of Akira. Yes, it, it really is. It's so weird because it's Tezuka designs in Akira animation. It's yeah. just like, whoa, just visually. But it's cool. It's, it's kind of really weird, but yeah. It, it's nice. It def Yeah, everything looks really nice. I mean, the way that they're talking and just the gesturing and all that. It's right. just like... 
crowds walking around and stuff. It's just really well done from that standpoint. It is. It is. I do know that when I first saw it, the CG really annoyed the shit out of me. Like, especially in the climax in the throne room. Yeah. And this time, not so much, but it's still kind of like, it kind of lessens it. You know, yeah, I was thinking a lot about that because I am a lot softer on CG than I used to be. I don't really care so much. I would obviously prefer all movies to never have CG and whatever. Like, I would prefer practical effects. I would prefer full 2D animation, whatever. But um, in certain cases, it's fine. If Like, in Chinese movies, I've gotten very accepting where Mm -hmm. the CG's not great, but it's elevating you to a place of imagination that you couldn't get to with either practical effects or... You know, you just couldn't do it right without it. Okay, I get it. Like Lord of the Rings is, you know, they couldn't have done those movies without some CG. I get it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm on board. But this, yeah, I I am split. Yeah, because it's it's also just that early two thousands CG, which this might be the best of that but it's still not good yeah i mean a lot of it isn't bad a lot of it is is fine i mean like the texturing and stuff obviously it looks like early 2000s so it's it doesn't right. it doesn't look right but that can be fine if it's stylistically like works i just don't know that it yeah <laughs> that it, that it doesn't it does. really work because <laughs> honestly i really only like super noticed it like i at the very opening when they've got all, like, the Zeppelins flying by yeah. and they're all CG, and it was just like, mm. You didn't notice it, like, throughout? Uh, like, man, because it's it fucking It didn't everywhere. stand out to me in oh, other wow, places, okay. but it, it's just the the places where it, like, really hit me were, were that Zeppelin where it was just, like, super obvious, yeah. and in that throne room when the, the Lego pieces are all falling around. <laughs> you know, the problem that I have with that when they're all in the throne room is... Not so much. <laughs> it's funny you say Lego because that part where they're a fucking where it's all collapsing and Kenichi is like kind of trying to run towards Tima. Yeah. And those like fucking. Oh, yeah, it looks like, like those long floored <laughs> fucking Lego pieces. That's funny. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> but the problem that I had with that part is that when they're all standing around the throne room before it turns red when it's all silver. Yeah is like it's all cg and so it's fairly detailed and you see all these little circles cylinder things and everything and they're all standing on it like it's flat right right. but there's no there's nothing that shows that there's a floor over all those things Right, and so it just looks wrong. It does. It really looks wrong. (laughs) It looks so fucking wrong, and that that's really what like annoys me about it so much. Yeah, like in 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 that scene particular, like that's why it's like it just jumps out because it just it really does. It does not mesh with the animation at all there. Yeah, that's what. And I think back when I first watched it, that was one of my big things about it it was this was probably one of the movies that one of the things i saw that kind of really turned me down on cg in general <laughs> just like mm, yeah can we just not do this anymore 
Yeah, it's not it's not great. And all they would have to do is kind of put something where it looks like okay, there's a floor, you know, and this right. stuff is in the middle, and it would be far more acceptable. Right. But right. yeah, so all that stuff was making me think like, if this was all regular, just hand drawn, I would just like Akira was like, I would be way right. more into this because right. I am drawn out by the CG stuff. Cause yeah, there's it, other parts earlier where just the backgrounds, like I didn't, I was just like, I don't know. It's not really meshing. Right. right. I think that dome thing is always in CG. That yeah. That's all that, CG. That's another one. Yeah. That's not really, doesn't really look right either. Yeah, I don't. There's a lot of stuff that's just like I don't know. Yeah, it's it not just, really mission. Yeah, it, it. CG just in general just rarely meshes with the 2D animation very well. You know, I've, it's I've, hard. Yeah, I've hardly ever seen it look right. Like even when they kind of make a kind of cell shading it to make it look like 2D animation. Like even yeah. then, it's just like it's, it's so different that. Yeah, I mean, it always is going to look like CG. It's just... Yeah, and it just... It never really looks like it fits. And right. Even when they try and match it up well... Yeah. It just still looks wrong. Maybe now it looks better. I don't know. Yeah, I think... I doubt it, but... I think more modern stuff is probably better at it, but it's still not... It's yeah. Still, like, maybe if somebody got, like, as high budget production high production value as this film today instead yeah. of freaking 2001 right uh, maybe it would be better integrated now but like i right. don't think tv series doing it now are doing it any better than this movie really did just because they don't have the budget in a tv series to really sell it but it probably really... looks a little bit better than this yeah i mean <laughs> better in that they've they've got texturing in it now yeah and stuff like that where this is a lot more uh but the integration probably about yeah, the same yeah and just that it just is still kind of obvious and, yeah and where, where i tend to see it because i guess it works better this way a lot is with cars they'll just make the cars cg yeah they do because that then you don't have to worry about like flexing muscles or right. like, facial expressions and stuff in cg but and so it, it kind of works there but it's still just like so obvious that it's right moving in they a, always look like cg they do yeah. that a lot in um american shows the uh futurama that fucking ship was always 3D. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, like, Family Guy, the cars are all 3D, and yeah, it's very I think with, noticeable. Yeah, and not not that it isn't noticeable, but in Futurama, at least, it seemed to mesh better. Yeah, for sure. Than, like, that one actually seemed to be... Like, it never bugged me in Futurama. As obvious as it was, it, yeah. it meshed much better than usual it, CG meshing. It does mix, for sure, yeah. But I'm curious about the. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch this for a long time, and so now I've seen it, and it's like, oh, all this CG. I don't remember any CG from. Like, I literally don't remember <laughs> much about this movie from when I right. first saw it, except for that that girl and the hairs, <laughs> you know, f floating around. But probably I remember that because it's the fucking cover of, like, every DVD. Right. But anyway, um, there's a 
a Hong Kong animation, which is not, they don't really have a thriving animation, mm-hmm. but uh, industry. But uh, Soy Hark made or produced an animation in 97. Mm-hmm. And it's hand drawn characters, and it's a Japanese studio that hand drew them. Mm. It animated those things, but like pretty much everything else is fucking CG. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm very intrigued to watch that. Yeah, that'll be. Uh... So it mm. recently just got its first release on disc since fucking like 97. So. Yeah. I, I have it coming. 90s CG. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't look great. I watched the trailer <laughs> and it does not look great. But I, I've i been over the past few months, a long, uh, more than a few months, but I've been watching all of Toy Hark's movies. Um, it's been kind of like a this thing, one of those things that you think like, you know, I'll do that one day. I'll see all of his movies. Mm-hmm. He he got he does great movies. I should watch them all. And then it's just this thing that just keeps getting so put off. Yeah, I'm doing it. I've been doing it for a long time, and so now I'm 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 in the mid '90s, right right around that time. And it's like, oh shit, they just re-released it. I'll fucking watch it now because mm-hmm. I want to see. He has a very vivid, fun imagination mm-hmm. for things like that, and it's it's a it's a fantasy thing. It's it's um. Chinese ghost story it's called it's it's um he produced a movie a live action movie that was a big hit and then okay there was all series of those and then the, then they made the animation 10 years later or something and it's a different version of the tale anyway it's an old folk tale from mm. China so yeah CG <laughs> yeah, see, she's gonna. She's like, mm. uh, ninety-seven. I don't know. It's gonna look pretty yeah, shitty. That's, that's gonna. It's gonna be a pretty bad era for CG. Yeah, and you know, I don't really. I don't know. It's the thing with animation and bad CG is that it doesn't, because of the integration. It kind of always is gonna look shitty. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm very curious about that movie. Whereas in a in a normal uh, live action Hong Kong movie, or where they have bad CG, they're never going for realism in a Chinese movie CG, mm-hmm. whereas like American movies are, yeah. and so it's much more easy for me to just be like, yeah, whatever, and like I get what they're trying to do, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's a fun idea, I'll right. see it through, you know, I believe in it. But I don't have the same thing for American CG. I don't know. Because they're trying, it's a different, you know, they're going for a different thing. Right. Trying to make it look real, and it doesn't look real, so Mm -hmm. then you're inherently like, oh, fuck that. They could have done that with a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then 2D animation, it's just like, it just looks like a completely different thing. Yeah, yeah, it It really does. It's such a stark contrast that it, always kind of throws me off so watching metropolis um if it was all 2d do you think it would be a better movie well i mean sure it would be i don't know it i don't think it would affect the end like being a better plot or better like it wouldn't change that but but like 
when you're watching it, because I know when I was watching it, I get drawn out because I'm seeing like, oh shit, that doesn't integrate. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think like, you would definitely, from that standpoint of of the experience, yeah, would be just a better experience of the. Because like Akira, I'm watching it. I'm never at any point thinking like, oh look at that, they didn't quite do that right. Yeah. It's so dope whereas, that you're just like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas in this movie, it's just you're constantly like, oh, that's a CG right. thing sitting there. <laughs> so I think that has a big impact on your experience. Right, right. And maybe if it was like we saw it in a theater and it was a big giant screen and it would be, you know, overwhelming. Like, oh, shit, the story is great. You know, I don't know. Like, maybe it, <laughs> yeah, it would change but, things. Yeah, I definitely but, think it would have been better in, in solid 2D. Or I certainly would have enjoyed it more. Right. I don't know that there would have been more, uh, like, there's... Like, obviously, like, thematically and stuff, that's not going to affect it. But just in terms of my ability to just laser in onto the actual experience <laughs> the actual rather, movie, than, yeah. rather than being constantly, like, judging the CG. Yeah. I feel like, because we're of that age where we saw the rise of CG, maybe younger people who don't distinguish it in the same way, maybe they would watch this movie and think nothing of it and enjoy it as yeah, it's maybe. supposed to be enjoyed yeah but maybe yeah i know that i saw a uh, roger ebert who is an older person obviously or was an older person right he saw this movie and gave it four stars out of four mm. and uh, said I, it was one of the greatest animated movies he's ever seen i know i know he had uh, recommended this i remember I don't know if that was still with uh, Siskel alive at the time or not, but I don't remember. I don't know. 2001, I don't know. Yeah, timeline on that, I don't know. But I do remember when I first watched this, when it first came out on DVD watching it, and having a conversation with uh, Dad about it. Like, oh, yeah, Ebert recommended this one. (laughs) Like, oh, really? Okay. Like, so I just, like, (laughs) I'd known he had uh, been behind this one. And and Ebert honestly did kind of go sometimes a little out of his way to go into anime and like movies like this like uh uh-huh. like akira and uh wings of oniami say he uh rec- i think that was one he uh oh, okay did. like he would occasionally go into these like the the major anime films he would watch and he would watch them just like he would watch any other like a foreign film you know? yeah, he, yeah he didn't distinguish them as a as something apart from just foreign film in general and so he didn't like oh it's animated not like right. he, he was always very inclusive of anime films in his cool. reviewing so. i want to say he was uh like the miyazaki movies he probably i want to say i've read reviews of those that he yeah like i'm Mononoke sure he, and stuff like that. i'm sure he would have reviewed the ones around yeah. at the time of those because those would have been big international yeah uh, yeah kind of anime films probably ghost in the shell as well yeah probably but yeah, he's. But yeah, he would do. He would do things like that. He would hit on, touch on the anime films and stuff. When they oh, yeah, he's. Out. Yeah, I like him. Uh, yeah, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah, Ebert. I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was was a kind of a family tradition to watch Siskel and Ebert growing up. So. Yeah, yeah, I watched it as a kid as well. I really like, um, he wrote a review of uh, the Shaw Brothers movie, The Mighty Peking Man, mm. when when Tarantino 
bought the rights and re-released it to theaters in the late 90s. Hmm. He wrote a review of it, and it's a great review. It's really well written, and I, I, I've read it a few times because I enjoy it. And he talks about Inframan in his review hmm. because he's just like, I remember writing... Um, I saw Inframan when it was first released in in the America, and it was so fun. And I think about it all the time. Like, literally, twenty years later, I'm still thinking about that fucking movie. And I gave it two and a half stars, and it's always bugged me. <laughs> and I'm giving Mighty Peking Man three stars, but I can't, in good conscience, do that without, like, because it's definitely not more entertaining than Inframan. So. Uh, for those asking if I ever changed the star rating of a of a previous review, yes, I'm changing Inframan to three stars. <laughs> and so I just enjoyed the. I butchered it a little bit, but that's yeah. the sentiment of, of it, yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, I, I love it, and, and so yeah. just you get that sense of how, because uh, like Inframan and Peking Man, they're pretty campy movies, and and mm-hmm. he. I like how he he embraced that as well as embracing fucking super art house shit and you know he's right. Like, he was he into would, movies, you yeah, know. He liked yeah. them all. He, he liked the spectrum of it. He yeah, liked, he so, liked like, having that narrative and he yeah. and examining that. So. so imagine that. I like I like the person who likes the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Metropolis. Anyone? Well, I, I don't know. I feel like. You kind of already mentioned you didn't remember, like, much of anything watching I it. really don't. I remember the kid, Kenichi, and the, the robot girl. I remember them, like, walking around, and I remember there being, like, rubble <laughs> and a fucking, like, neon sort of, like, a dystopian sort of look right. to to the city. I remember that. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I had weird little moments like where I didn't really remember anything, but like as things would happen, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, this part." Like, yeah, I didn't really have those moments, but yeah, uh, there were. Oh, it was the. It was just something. There was there was weird stuff that would happen. I'd just be like, "Oh yeah, this this part's happening," <laughs> or, or like as like a reveal was happening, I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna be this," and like, oh, and you remembered it, like as it was happening, like it was just like suddenly like there's gonna be this you know the build up to yeah of cer- certain things i can't remember specifically what it was anymore but i'd just be like oh it's going to do this and then it's like <laughs> oh it did that <laughs> like oh wow so it, like just so it was like as it was happening the memories were kind of coming back to uh, huh. oh like the the song in the climax that was the big one where it suddenly starts playing that i'm like oh yeah this song <laughs> yeah yeah that is it is a a very bold choice to yeah, use, yeah. They use the uh, ray charles song there that almost kind of feels like a Rintaro thing to me too. Not yeah. That I don't think he's specifically done it quite that way, but just the idea of this disconnect from the the music from the uh, the action yeah. going on just feels like something Rintaro would do of uh, just kind of that juxtaposition. Yeah, I don't know that I like it, but I like the choice. I like that it that that uh, you know I like the the bold choice. I don't know that I think it, I don't know that it worked on me in a in a way that yeah it, it's it, supposed to work or whatever. It but. felt a little weird for the scene, like even in terms of trying to be this uh, 
disconnect. I mean, I like it. Yeah. And I, I enjoy it, but I kind of feel like, I don't know if the song specifically or lyrically anyway works for the, the right. scene. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be playing on the Kenichi and Tima. Right. And how they like have grown together. I don't know that that is as developed as that songs right period is like i don't know that the sentence really has earned that <laughs> right it just, big it, of a emotional moment because it I doesn't quite like seem yeah it, it in some ways it just doesn't quite seem to fit but yeah the song's um, dope and i and yeah, i like yeah. i like when things are like that where it's kind of uh the musical choice that you wouldn't expect i like right. that and it's it's odd and 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 that's good, but I don't know. Like it's it's like the moment when in a mainstream movie when they play the fucking piano notes, and that's like, oh, I'm supposed to be sad now, mm-hmm. but I'm not into the movie at that in that way because the movie's not great, right? <laughs> and so it's just kind of I'm very op- like very aware of it, right? And so and I don't know. Yeah, there's kind of something to that with this where like you say that that relationship isn't really developed to the point where the song really uh seems like they didn't feel like they were that close i guess but like i get that they're friends and that they had this experience together and they learned language you know they they Mm. were taught things but like the song and the way that things are put together at that end, it's like they're in love. Right. And I never got that at all through watching the movie. <laughs> and so, like, I get that they, you know, they have been growing together through this experience, but I don't know. Yeah, it it, it seemed a little weird. Like, and like you mentioned of like remembering them kind of walking around the town together, and yeah. I was kind of like. I feel like there's a lot less of that in the movie than I remember there being. Oh, really? Like, I kind of remember that being more of a, a thing of them just having a whole arc together. And it's right. just like, and it, it actually kind of goes by really fast in the movie. I'm like, oh, I thought there was more yeah. of this, that this was more of a arc in the movie than it is. But. There is a lot. See, that's the thing. Like, if that was the movie, I think I'd like the movie better because the way it is, it's like, there's all these things happening at once. Right. And so they aren't, like, they're essentially the main characters, and they're, like, you know, the main part of this whole thing. The whole climax is fucking down to them and and Mm -hmm. this emotional moment. But yet, you know, we're always cutting away from them to something else. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I don't know. I, I, it's hard because I think it's. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I just, for me personally, I think it could be a lot better. Right. If it was right. a little more focused. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like especially with that ending being all about Kenny G and Tima, yeah. and the movie isn't really all about them in that way. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's another part that I remembered, kind of as it was happening when uh, Rock comes in disguised and. Oh, reveal, yeah, like as he's like that's dope yeah. the, 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 just kind of like pushing the dress over at team I'm like oh wait <laughs> wait there was something to the oh yeah <laughs> it's just like, it was just, that was one of those moments that yeah. was just like as it was happening I was huh. just like oh that's right this shit 
That's man, you remember more than I do. Yeah, it was just sure. kind of weird. Yeah, just and not that like I ever could have told you that until it happened. Yeah, like it was yeah. just kind of like as it was happening, it was like reviving these memories. Right, you brain. needed the the alley oop that for your brain to slam dunk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was yeah, that was a that was the fun part too there with uh and i guess there's uh there is actually a lot with uh rock and duke red and their yeah but yeah their their climax is not as uh central as the right moment yeah. there with tima and kenny g yeah i don't know i mean maybe i'm just not getting it maybe it's all there and it's all you know perfect but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I feel it's like it's not. <laughs> I think it's good, but I like what you're saying. There is is I do feel like it's not as focused. Like I think if maybe if that climax were a bit more spread out to all the other things happening, right? That would be uh, would have made it more cohesive, I guess. Yeah. Instead of pinning everything onto this one relationship that was only like a quarter of the film. Yeah, like I just, like, I don't know, make that more than a quarter of the film. And I think you've got, but maybe that's a more conventional movie and they yeah. don't want to do a movie like that. And so, like, yeah, you know, know, whatever. They I mean, made their choices. Right. And I I kind of feel like with Katsuhiro Otomo, you've got this really complex story. He's writing the script. Yeah. yeah it's going to be like this Akira-esque, you know, jumble of things. So that didn't really... I don't know. That seems like the kind of story he would write. It does. It does. It's just he did it fucking flawlessly in Akira. In Akira yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's he's, he's kind of forever chasing that after that success. Man, I that's guess. that's one to chase. That thing is. Yeah, a I mean, it's beast. it's kind of like, like it's one of those things that I don't think like he'll ever top in any way you know it's man no and there's no fucking way but it's just like as an artist you want to keep uh, yeah he's going on that yeah like i i imagine for him he just kind of has to forget like yeah i did that i gotta move on like i can't just be thinking about that right. all the time i don't I mean, know and maybe in some of the other manga he's written it's more but he hasn't. He honestly, he hasn't done a whole hell of a lot of stuff. Yeah, and and that I think is why I wound up liking this so much more this time is that um, basically in terms of movies, he's got Akira. Yeah, and he's got Steam Boy. Okay, that's it. Like, oh, really? That's like it. That, I mean, he's done a few like little short animation stuff here and there. Oh, okay, but like features, like, it's just those like, two. It's just those two in terms of him being the main creative or, or like one of the big driving forces. Oh, wow. Like, there's um, actually interestingly enough, he and Rintaro have worked together on a different movie of uh, Harmageddon, which was early '80s. Okay, but and that was uh, Otomo only did the character designs for that. Uh, he did. He wasn't a writer or any director or anything. He just did the character. So it looks like Akira characters, but that's like as far as it goes. That's about and, it. Yeah, and huh. so and I think that experience is kind of what 
drove him to do Akira and be the director of it and be as tightly controlled on it uh. is because he saw not much of his own ideas getting yeah. put into that film. And so I think that kind of... Because we, we had talked in the the Akira podcast we did that uh, he was so in control of it and was just like, no, I'm going to be in charge of this. If, if we're going to make right. a movie, I'm going to be making the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. I and mean, so I feel bad for him though. I guess that's all he did. Yeah. So in a in a way, I'm I'm really happy to see this because and because I thought going into this, oh, Rintaro film. Like I was not at all familiar with Rintaro the first time I watched this either. Yeah. So I really didn't. I I might have seen X by this by the time I saw this movie, probably actually. But like Rintaro didn't have an identity to me as this right. major. I, thing so i went into this like oh what rentaro stuff am i gonna see this is gonna be this cool rentaro stuff and then there's not much of it but i was like oh my god like but this is a kachiro otomo film and it's like i've really like it's just just to have another film of him that, that feels like his yeah and, doing has, his thing. and it was just like oh that's cool i got another freaking otomo film that yeah, i didn't really true. think of it as, like it kind of was like, oh, now I've got another Otomo thing. Because like, Steam Boy was kind of, like, it wasn't bad. But yeah. it's, I would say Metropolis is a lot better. Ah. And Is uh, Steam Boy's 2000s? Oh, when did that come out? That was a while ago. I want to say it was probably 2000s. Okay. I mean, and it's not a bad movie, but it's just, it's nowhere near Akira. It's yeah. not, like, in, it's definitely not... Uh, what the hype built up was building up for it not right. not hype but in turn like it was i think it took the longest to make and cost the most money of like any animated film ever and, oh, and wow. so and so there was just this huge like oh my god it's kajiro otomo he's making this movie and it's taking forever because he's trying to get it perfect and it's costing all yeah. this money it's gonna oh my god it's gonna like how amazing is this movie gonna be and then it comes out and it's like yeah it's okay uh, <laughs> and it shows just kind of like eh. that sucks yeah i mean to have created akira i mean everything else that he does after that is just kind of like gravy like <laughs> right right the it's... dude created one of the most iconic fucking anime things ever that right. is one of the best fucking like Japanese movies like just hand, just movies like it's a fucking right. dope Japanese movie and like anything else is like, yeah it's just kind of like it's, it's extra right and so it's kind of like watching this one it was just like oh man I've got another like it's it's not Akira it's definitely not Akira but it's like it's no but it does it, feel it a lot feels, like that it, yeah. it gives me a lot of that same feeling right which is like oh I've only seen that in Akira and now I have another movie that oh I get that feeling from this as well yeah so, yeah that's cool so it like I was just kind of like oh yeah awesome I'm like <laughs> it was kind of like a discovery of just like hey this is cool yeah, so and it's it's nice to look at it. When, yeah, it's when definitely it's, uh, when you're watching the animation. Right, right. When it's when it's on point, it's on point. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that the two D animation is just solid. Like, yeah, amazing. Pretty much start to finish. Right, right. So, yeah, so I I enjoyed it pretty much for the most part. There's little twinges here and there of eh, yeah it could have been better in ways but but uh 
much better than your remembering. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember is just being like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> just like it's an okay movie. It's got some cool stuff. Yeah, I yeah. It's definitely better than all right. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's just I, 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 it's like it's, it's hard because it's one of those things where I see its potential. Right. And so it becomes more disappointing because I see like, oh fuck, it could have been this. But <laughs> right, right, yeah. But I don't know, yeah. Sort of, sort of like the uncanny valley where it's yeah, it's good enough that you want it to be better. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah, it's just it's just not like if it wasn't as good as it is, you wouldn't really care that it right. failed to live up. Exactly. To but then it, this is just like, oh, so close. <laughs> right. There's a Jackie Chan movie, a U.S. movie. Shanghai Nights mm. and they actually let him choreograph and like direct the fights just like his Hong Kong fights they're fucking amazing fights but then and he he turned them in like here he edited them all they're fucking perfect and then the the studio the was like oh well these are too long Nobody wants to watch fight scenes that are this long. So they had their editors re-edit the fight scenes. Mm. And so when you watch the movie, they're so fucking disappointing because they're so they're awesome. <laughs> but they're edited like absolute dog shit. Uh. And, and then on the DVD, they have Jackie's versions as extra deleted scenes and they're fucking amazing they're mm. flawless perfect fucking scenes they, they were given a gift and they just totally just demolished it uh. and so it's so frustrating you watch the movie and you're like you know that this is a good fight but you're just not being allowed to see it and it, it makes me mad like more mm. than because <clears throat> I, I got into an argument about it on the, the internet where one guy was just like yeah but they're they're like the best fights that Jackie did in the US like they're so good I'm like yeah they're great but they're ruined <laughs> <laughs> like ah uh. yeah, sounds like you just need the DVD and just watch the deleted scenes and don't yeah. watch the movie <laughs> yeah you know, what I need to do is I mean I don't like that movie so it's not not a big loss. It's in not terms a big of that, loss. But, but if if they uh, did like a if, director's yeah. cut kind of thing where it's all just right, uh, if strung together, if I were to, if they were to do that, or I could edit my own version where it's like just drop in Jackie's fights and right. it would be far superior. But mm. yeah. yeah, it's those things. It's just like if they if they get up high enough where I'm interested, and then they just fall short. It's much more frustrating and disappointing. Hadn't yeah. gone anywhere near where you wanted it in the first place. Right. <laughs> it's just ugh. so I don't know. I kind of feel like that with this movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. It it does kind of feel like like I kind of feel that on the like the Rintaro end of the spectrum too, where it's like ah, I, I, yeah, I do kind of wish there was more Rintaro ness <laughs> to this of just weird psychedelic, yeah. crazy visuals because. I always come. I've come to just expect that from his movies, especially like because this is late in his career where he's clearly defined his style. But right. Like all of the other movies that I can really think of as our previous. So, and he's just got these weird visuals going on all the time that are really cool. Perhaps, perhaps he, being a fan of Akira, maybe I assume. Because who isn't? Right. I mean, <laughs> like, maybe he's but, like. 
like uh was this before Steam Boy? I think it was. I'm pretty sure this was before Steam Boy. Maybe he's like, you know what? Fucking let's do an Akira style movie. Like, <laughs> let's right. make it fucking happen. I don't know. Maybe maybe he surrendered some of his his own self to sort of bring about right, an Akira right. style thing, and it really does feel like that. So perhaps he succeeded in his. Theoretical yeah. desires. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is exactly what he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, it feels like so much like, like uh, Akira. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I gotta say, CG aside, I do like the climax, just in terms of uh, Tima herself. Yeah. No, like that shit is dope. Yeah. Where she's just all like melting away like, yeah, just, yeah. Just, like, I, I especially love the scene where she like reaches her hand and, like her fingers are all like twitching around yeah <laughs> like it was just such a cool looking isn't there some yeah. shit like that in ghost in the shell where like the fucking fingers are um there kind of is yeah yeah there's i, I haven't seen that since i was a teenager uh, but the main thing i'm remembering with the f- there is, i think there is like a there is kind of some like testing out the hand moving. Or yeah, something, I don't. But... I don't know what it is, but it seemed like I, I know uh... I've seen that. Actually, I'm. I've seen that in other anime too. There's, there's a. Uh, I think it's Gasaraki. It's one of the like giant robot anime. Okay. Where the where it's just like a test phase where they're booting up the giant robot and just like okay like yeah, you know, yeah. check all the systems make sure it's working and one of the things is just the hand just opens up all the fingers and then it like does a full three sixty just the wrist oh, turn wow. and then it just does a thumbs up and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like funny. okay like hand check is <laughs> like okay <laughs> but but the thing in Metropolis it's like it's not like it's all like fucked up. And yeah. it, that reminded me of something in Ghost of the there Shell, is, like in my f- back of my brain. There, hmm, like a fucked up is. hand. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So I, mean, I don't know. I, the the thing I'm thinking with the hands in Ghost in the Shell is the dude who uh, he, he's typing and his hands like split open yeah. into like 50 little fingers that are all tapping the keys super maybe fast. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That's, that's the thing that's immediately jumping to mind, but they're there definitely might be some other things in there hmm. of uh, weirdness like that. Well, we'll have to watch it. Yeah. Well, uh, One of those things. Yeah, yeah, I've been putting it off because it's just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm going to like it. And so I, it's one of those things where I have this thing where if I... I push off things like, oh, I'm gonna like that. I'll watch it later. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a weird sort of thing. I like. I used to like Stephen King books. I would. I I love Stephen King, but I would never read like a bunch in a row. I would always. I'd read one and then I'd wait like, mm-hmm. a few books and like because I didn't want them to all be gone. Right, right. But with Stephen King, it's like, like there's always more. That motherfucker just keeps writing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's always more Stephen King. It's nuts, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, well, do we have anything else to say about Metropolis? Do they? S- 
on I don't think it says it on the title, but I saw it at the in the end credits where it's like Tezuka's Metropolis. <laughs> and I felt kind of like is it though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like it's been changed so much that I don't know. Like I wonder, I mean, Tezuka died, he didn't see this. Right. I wonder would he be mad about this? Yeah, cuz like he was <laughs> I guess he didn't want it to be animated because he didn't like it. And so you look at it and go, okay, so what did Rintaro and Otomo do to it? Did they make it to a, a degree where he would have said, oh, they fixed the problems. Perhaps. That I have. Like, Perhaps. Maybe this is a, a version he wouldn't have minded as much. Or maybe he'd have just been like, you've completely ruined everything that was, <laughs> like, who knows? You know, yeah. You'll never yeah. really. Uh, we'll never know. Yeah. Certainly not gonna big mystery. figure it out here <laughs> between the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just wondered about that. Like, oh, would he like this? Yeah. Would he like it being called his Tezuka's Metropolis? I don't think the the main title has that, but I know I saw it at the end. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the like in the opening credits it just says Metropolis. I yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it just says Metropolis. I'm pretty sure the box has it on there yeah i saw matezica's metropolis yeah like well poster art that's in here but i get it on stuff like that because they're trying to sell right a they dvd to, like and they know like hey tezica like people like him put him up there that's actually what kind of threw me here is like as much as it's like yeah it's a te- but they, they don't throw Otomo's name on here as much. It's like I mean, it's there if you like read the back blurb and it's describing it. Oh, really? I thought yeah. It's not he... like plastered on. Like I'd be like, dude, it's the guy who made Akira. Like, why right, aren't you throwing right. his name or like from the creator of Akira? Like, yeah, like, yeah. I think that had just been plastered all over the friggin' box. Yeah, I'm surprised not. it's not. I thought for sure it would be. Huh. And and that's actually kind of because I think when I first watched this years ago, like I didn't even know he was a part of it. I didn't even. Oh, okay. And I certainly had known of Akira by then, but I had no right. idea. I, like, it didn't even cross my mind that this was related to it in any way. <laughs> so, <clears throat> like, and it was just pulling it out and being like, hey, let's do this. We just watched yeah. Fritz Lang Metropolis. I looked at him like, what? Kachiro Otomo did the, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just had no idea he was even involved. Oh, wow. Which is really weird because it's kind of like, so maybe there's other weird movies he did that I have no idea of that is somehow I just... <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. we'll stumble upon them and and uh, you will be uh, pleasantly surpri- surprised again. Yeah, and be like, there's more. Like, he's <laughs> actually done 50 movies, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I feel like he hasn't done much, because I know I looked him up after Akira, after uh, I watched it, that. Yeah, it, it always seems like his uh, output has been very sparse since Akira, when I've looked into him. So yeah. it's kind of weird. But, I mean, hey, yeah, you, you make it, Akira, yeah. I mean, what what have you got left to... <laughs> you fucking, yeah, put it all out and that, you know, I'm done. <laughs> it's like, uh, I haven't read the book, but To Kill a Mockingbird, she wrote one book, and she's like, fuck right, it, right. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's, hey. Yeah, it's just, you know, everybody isn't fucking Stephen King. Just right. <laughs> blasting shit out constantly. <laughs> right. Well, uh, are we done? Do you think that's you got anything else? Yeah, I don't I mean, have any. I don't, 
I know I took notes about something, but I'd, I'm pretty sure I already said it. It wasn't anything mm. profound. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Blackjack in that 2001 shot was all I wrote. Mm. So, Just yeah. Of, uh, oh, that was... Uh, there was one moment that I remember, like, not even just as it was happening. It's just one of the few memories I had from before of just the robots at the end chanting Tima's name. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just one of the old... Like, oh, here it comes, like, Tima! Tima! <laughs> I liked those robots. Yeah. I liked when they were hanging out with that, that fucking the robot. trash robot. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that, the design of that guy, and just... Yeah. Ah, uh, you just I don't know, like the like the detective guy. It's just you see him, and I'm instantly kind of like, oh, I like him. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's yeah, like, I, I actually did like the robot detective too. Was, that robot detective was dope. Yeah, <laughs> he was I awesome. It's like, man, then dude just got shot. That's so fucked up. Yeah, he was a he was a good guy. And at, at the same time, that's kind of like I kind of feel like that's where the film was probably like at its most effective was that scene yeah where you have atlas like describing th- like his emotions and stuff to this uh, right kind of like that that i kind of feel like is where the film was really going was this kind of disconnect there between yeah the people and the robots and yeah and in the way of metropolis where there's a bridge person i mean the the kenny g is is kind of yeah, serving would, that where yeah, he's yeah, he would friend to robot yeah. and human but it's not amplified quite in the same way that right it's that it necessarily needs to be if you're gonna like really hit that home i don't know right at least for me i don't know right that's kind of what i feel like the or atlas's fight with uh the not really even a fight, but the, that confrontation where yeah. he just walks out all by himself, just like, dude, what, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> Man. Oh, that poor guy. But, I did like him. Yeah. And Fifi. I kind of expected there'd be like some kind of naming scene where it's like, oh, we'll call him Fifi or something like there was with the, <laughs> the detective robot. Or yeah. Call him Pero, but you know, he's just like, oh, Fifi. <laughs> like, oh, I, I guess he has a name now. I, I don't know when that happened, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember thinking that too. Like, oh, did we name him previously? And I'm just forgetting or. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think you just. Uh, Right then, and just then, right then and there, there and then go. just immediately got shot. Like, <laughs> I was like, "No, I just named you." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, that, that's kind of like that—the ending too, where it was just like, "It's like, oh, we just now named him. That's not really enough time to emotionally, yeah, atta- like it just felt like, hey, we're gonna amplify this emotional scene." that hasn't really been set up in the same way the ending is kind of like we're just gonna right right like it hasn't been uh, set up enough to really work yeah like i'm not invested yet but yet you're you're requiring me to be invested <laughs> right and and you know and it could very well just be me or or us and some people are fucking locked in and yeah, crying maybe, and shit maybe <laughs> 
So yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, it it did seem like it was uh, trying a little too hard in some ways. <laughs> All right. Well. But yeah. Yeah. Overall, fun movie. I thought. Yeah. 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 No, I've wanted to watch it again uh, for a long time, and so here we are. I've now watched it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I did. I understand it a lot better now than yeah. I, I did back at the time, even when yeah. it was fresh in my head, and I was just like, eh, it's a movie. <laughs> it no, works. Yeah. No, it it does it does feel like a like a thing of substance. Right. I don't know. It it feels more. I don't want to say important, but like it just feels like it has more weight to it than just any old anime movie. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. It does uh, seem like a good bit better than average. So. Yeah, especially that fucking animation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's, that's just what it is, where it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. It, that looks good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely uh, works out in that regard. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you don't want to watch it, then don't watch it. Yeah, there you go. Either watch it or don't. One of the two. Yeah, it's the fucking choice is yours. You know, do your thing. Whatever it is. <laughs> All right. Um, adios. See ya. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.